0: Welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society. The destruction of the Hinsdale Bridge just over 100 years ago led to the construction of the bridge between Brattleboro and Hinsdale today. The current bridge is scheduled to be replaced soon The replacement will be the eighth bridge that has spanned the distance between Brattleboro and the Connecticut River Island, ninth if you count the temporary bridge that collapsed in December 1920. In 1804, the Hinsdale Bridge and the 6th New Hampshire Turnpike Corporation built the first bridge to cross from Brattleboro onto the island. Another bridge was also constructed over the creek, that ran between the east side of the island and Hinsdale. The wooden span joining Brattleboro with the island was a toll bridge and the turnpike built by the corporation traveled about 10 miles to the northern border of Massachusetts. There it connected with the Massachusetts Turnpike, a toll road that led to Boston.
1: The bridge was rebuilt in 1820 but was found to be defective It was rebuilt again as a wooden arch bridge and lasted until 1831. In that year, the bridge was rebuilt following a covered X-style design. This covered bridge survived until February 1857, when ice and rising water swept the bridge off its abutments, and it came to rest four miles south of here in Vernon. The covered bridge was rebuilt and lasted until 1869, when a flood down the Whetstone Valley wiped out the Main Street Bridge, plowed its way straight across the Connecticut River, and undermined the Hinsdale Covered Bridge abutment on the island. The island eroded, the abutment gave way, the bridge broke in two and then collapsed into the Connecticut River.
0: The Toll Bridge Corporation built another replacement covered wooden bridge. In 1888, the towns of Hinsdale and Brattleboro joined together to purchase the property, of the Hinsdale Bridge Corporation for $15,000, and the bridge became free for public use. In 1903, the wooden bridge was replaced by an iron bridge at a cost of over $43,000. Brattleboro paid three-quarters of the cost, and Hinsdale paid the remaining quarter. It was destroyed by ice in 1920.
1: On September 11, 1921, the present Hinsdale Bridge formally opened to traffic. The process for creating the new bridge had been an ugly affair. The Connecticut River Power Company, owners of the Vernon Dam, were sued by Brattleboro because many believed the dam had contributed to the high water and ice that destroyed the bridge and took the life of Cornelius Flanagan. A temporary bridge, built between Brattleboro and the island, had also washed away in December of 1920, and in June of 1921, the new replacement bridge fell into the river while it was still being constructed. Tension between state governments got so bad that Vermont and New Hampshire stopped talking to one another. It was left to the leaders of Brattleboro and Hinsdale to figure out how to complete construction of the bridge connecting the two towns.
0: The present Hinsdale Bridge became operational in September 1921. If the replacement plans are completed on time, the old bridge should be retired after more than a century of service. The Brattleboro Historical Society spoke with Bill Burke, who is the head of the current construction project. Burke is from Pittston, Maine, having grown up in Jefferson, Maine. He has over thirty years' experience with bridge building.
1: The Brattleboro Historical Society asked Bill how the location of the bridge was chosen. He responded, They wanted less congestion for what they call malfunction junction. A trajectory was picked to dump people on Route 142 and have them turn left easily to go down to the mills. I think for the trucking route, really for the mills, that would be better. Burke explained that the junction will no longer have to deal with the railway tracks and backups created by trains. There will be only the traffic from a few businesses using the route that goes to the current bridge. There will be allowable traffic to go down to the whetstone and to the trains. It will be just for that. The two current bridges will be rehabbed just enough to turn them into pedestrian walking bridges.
0: Currently, the largest tractor-trailer trucks are required to stop and wait for the bridge to clear, then proceed down the middle of the road. Burke has noticed that old bridges were built right. I mean, when they first started those old bridges, those abutments are still there. They were built well. The concrete is still sound and is probably still pretty hard. But the newer concrete has a life expectancy of a minimum of 100 years, The mix of concrete has been perfected, the additives that they put to it, and everything. Nowadays, bridges are built for a 100-year minimum. Bridges back then were built for 30 to 40 years minimum, and there are still remnants of those after 100 years. The bridge being built now can be good for at least 150 years.
1: The current bridges were single spanners, There's a lot more stress on the span. The current bridge being built has had a tremendous amount of work that has gone into the building, the foundations. Each foundation is 12 to 15 inch diameter pipe, driven from 130 to 160 feet down to bedrock. A wedge has been hammered into that bedrock. Burke says, We're building a two-lane bridge with walkways and sidewalks, There will be a crosswalk over there and the ability for pedestrians to get back and forth. This bridge is built for a six-lane highway. That foundation, that substructure, is substantially well built for what we're putting on it. You're going to have a, hopefully, problem-free structure for a long time. You won't have to worry about anything.
0: Several previous bridges have been wiped out by floods and ice. Bill Burke believes that will no longer be a problem. There is embedded cast angle iron on the upper side of each pier for icebreakers to limit any kind of damage that the ice flow could do to it. Ice will break up and be pushed to the sides. There's a heavy, heavy duty angle that's cast into the upper side of the piers. When the water flows downstream, if there's any ice, when it comes up to the bridge, The bridge is rigid enough to break up any ice and let it flow around versus getting onto the pier and building up. What sort of problems has this job caused? Burke says utilities, communication cables, power lines, and poles were relocated. OSHA rules must be followed. You're under constant inspection. There is no typical job, whether it's a $300 million bridge or a $5 million bridge. It's the same entities. And we are here every day, whether it's 100 degrees or negative temperatures, day in and day out. We don't stop because it's raining or snowing.
1: Burke reflected on the work he does with pride. 30 years ago, I did a project close to home. My kids get to drive over that bridge. This is what Dad did. It's one of the bigger enjoyments of being a bridge builder. You're providing something that everybody gets to use every day, all day. You could be a house builder, but you get two or three families that get to use it. You could be a big skyscraper builder. Limited people get to use it. I build a bridge that everybody gets to use.
0: Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.